Welcome to Muni, where we explore the human society through the use of sociological approach. We sociologists Joan Rose Garcia, Junya Heim, and Alin Hanorin. We'll be delivering you daily discussions focusing on the social science that studies the society we live in, our interactions, and the processes that preserve and change them. The podcast will bring you enlightenment prior to the sociological approach knowledge we must acquire to be able to view human society in a logical and comprehensible way. Exploring Social Talks with Mooney Good day, co-sociologists. For today's episode of Muni, Exploring Social Talks, we will be discussing the sociology of housing. And by the end of this session, we will be able to identify what's the social context and content within housing, whereas we can relate it to the concept of the social science discipline, primarily sociology. At its most elementary level, housing serves as shelter offering protection against inclement weather and victimization by street crime. Housing fulfills other functions as well. It is typically a significant economic investment. For households as well as builders, residents also tend to hold emotional attachment to housing as home. In addition, government has used housing as a tool to attain other policy objectives such as reducing unemployment or inflation and dispersing, integrating, or segregating population groups. Given its significant role in society, housing provides important angles for sociological research. Housing has been an issue throughout Philippine history, from urbanization to overcrowding. While this article does not provide an exhaustive list of analyzed of all Philippines issues related to this topic, gentrification, affordable housing, eviction, and homelessness are all issues that have risen to prominence in recent years. Housing is a basic human right, like every person needs sleep, food, and water. All people need a safe place to live. Mary Rose Repaso has been living here with her husband and four children. This small room serves as their kitchen, living room, dining area, and bathroom. At night, they all sleep in this less than 10 square meter bedroom upstairs. The house is really small. We can barely stretch our legs here. It's hot and cramped, but that's better than nothing. According to the Philippine government, almost 6 million homes need to be built for impoverished Filipinos, and that backlog is expected to reach almost 8 million by 2022, which means thousands of homes need to be built every day in order to meet that demand. But that's not happening because government says it hasn't enough money. We are producing less than the need for housing. Since this is also budget dictated, except when there are calamities, of course, we fall short of the target to meet the housing backlog. 
because uh, the priorities on education, health, we compete with the basic sectors. Every year, this lack of housing is made worse by thousands of families being displaced by typhoons and earthquakes. And the decades-long conflict in many places, like the Mindanao region, displaces thousands more. Experts say the poor are most likely to be homeless, and that's being worsened by a growing population. More than 22 million Filipinos are now living in extreme poverty. The government says it's taking action. We hope the programs, projects, and activities of all government agencies and local government units will contribute to really eradicate poverty in the country. As most of the unemployed have no proof of home ownership, the government has classified them as illegal settlers. People like Teresita Yi, Mary Rose's mother. She moved here in 1983 after her husband died and raised her children on her own. More than 35 years later, she is still classed as an illegal settler. What we would like is to be relocated to an affordable housing so we can finally own a home, so we can pay for it little by little. There are many shanties like this one in the capital, Manila. People live in small areas without adequate sanitation. Yet, Filipinos continue to come here looking for jobs. And many, like Teresita Yi, say living without a permanent home makes them feel they're lost and drifting. Jamela Alindogan, Al Jazeera, Manila. Poor Filipinos are facing the worst affordable housing crisis this country has ever seen. As the article explains, a combination of soaring rents, stagnant incomes, and their failure of federal policy to meet growing need has resulted in a surge of extreme rent burden among low-income Filipinos. There are about 4.5 million homeless people in the Philippines of a population of about 106 million, according to the Statistics Office. About 3 million homeless are in Manila, possibly the most in any city in the world. Charities estimate, at the same time, nearly 100,015 units of public housing are empty across the country, according to rights group Kadamay. More people are moving to the cities as they lose their homes and lands to highways and industries. They are forced to live in shanties and under bridges, risking their health and safety and constantly facing eviction. The only solution is to match empty government homes with the homeless. Send by Ganpol Lapid at the Non-Profit Urban Poor Resource Center of the Philippines set up in 2010 to address rising poverty in cities. Last March, Kadamay led about 12,000 homeless people from Manila in an overnight march to occupy 6,000 apartments in an empty government site in Bulacan. About 40 kilometers away, a year on the occupier's number, 20,000 in a resolution to give empty homes meant for the police and armed forces to me, the homeless to me, the homeless is awaiting for the President Rodrigo Duterte.
Duterte's approval. The president spokesman did not return calls and emails seeking no comment on the resolution. More such occupations are planned if there are delays. Said by Michael Metran at Yanamai, which estimates nearly 90% of homes meant for the police and armed forces are vacant, mainly because they are too far from the city centers. Urban poverty has been the subject of sociological and political debate for more than a century. The debate over the, over the causes, consequences, and solutions to poverty has gained renewed interest and significance in recent decades due to the dramatic concentration of urban poverty. Well, my name is Jap Semanya. I'm the officer for Global Village for Habitat for Humanity Philippines. The poverty sector in the Philippines is actually very serious also. So like 4 out of 10 families actually don't have decent places to live. Most of them live in areas like these, which are like considered as slum areas. So they are considered as informal settlers. So you can find these areas all throughout the country. It's our mission also to rehabilitate them or actually just move them to better, better places to live in. Out of that 4 out of 10 families, that's roughly 4 million families who do not have proper or decent housing. And that's not even considering the people who are affected by the typhoon. So you can just imagine like how like, great the problem is. We're actually just one of the organizations whose focus is socialized housing, so there's actually a lot of help need in this area. What makes them improper housing is that they do not have proper facilities in their homes, and it's actually destroying the environment also. The problem is that they come from all over the countries and focus on the main cities where there are economic zones. So they basically move from where their provinces are in order to find better livelihood. So what I do is I try to engage the public as much as possible to, for them to realize this problem. So local to the international level. So me handling Global Village, it is my, I feel that it is my duty to introduce this area or this problem to our friends abroad. And many foreigners haven't seen areas like these or they're not familiar with any poverty sector and where they are from. Since the mid-1960s, poverty has been one of the most concentrated in the inner neighborhoods across the nation and had greatest impact on the black urban poor. For example, between 1970 and 1980 alone, the poor black population living in extreme poverty areas increased by 164% while the increase was only 24% for poor whites. The increase in poverty concentration has a great relationship within the dramatic increase in joblessness, female-headed households, welfare dependency, 
wedlock, births, segregation, and crime. Many people turn to living with extended family members if they can. But this can lead to other problems, particularly if family members are also struggling financially. Tensions can arise between relatives over how much they should each contribute to the household. For some families, the struggle to find safe housing can mean moving to new locations and leaving behind a decent paying job. In some cases, the price of staying with the family means turning over their food stamps, for instance. Limited housing options might mean that people who are enduring domestic violence or other forms of abuse might have few options to leave abusive situations. Urbanization is the study of a social, political, and economic relationships in the cities. And someone specializing in urban sociology studies those relationships. In some ways, cities can be microscomes of universal human behavior, while in others, they provide a unique environment that yields its own brand of human behavior. There is no strict dividing line between rural and urban. Rather, there is a continuum where one bleeds into the other. However, once a geographically concentrated population has reached approximately 100,000 people, it typically behaves like a city, regardless of what its designation might be. To sum up today's episode, we can view poverty and poor housing in relation with the sociology, which means the scientific study of human society, since sociologists see it as a social condition of societies with unequal distribution of income and wealth. We also learned that poverty is an important social fact in virtually every society. What is involved in knowing about poverty for the citizen, for the poor person, for the social scientist, historian, novelist, and most especially, sociologist? Up until now, poverty, inequality, and poor housing in the Philippines still remains a challenge. So we, Filipinos, with my co-sociologists, should be one and become united so that we will be able to overcome this social problem. That's it for today's episode, guys. We hope to see you next time. Goodbye, and don't forget that the real essence of sociology is to reveal what is hidden. Thank you.